I'm Arya Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. Born to be a legend, our guest this episode has a complete resume. NCAA title, four WNBA titles, three-time WNBA MVP, six-time All-Star, All-Star Game MVP, and the accolades go on. The one, the only, Cheryl Swoops. show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com and remember downloading the episode makes our stats look better and allows us to continue doing this important work want to sponsor an episode of the windsider show email us info at windsider.com I say this often, that it is such an honor to welcome our next guest to the show, but I don't think it has ever been more true than today. It is such an honor to welcome our next guest, the legend, the icon herself, Cheryl swoops to the show. Cheryl, how are you doing on this fine day? (laughs) I am doing wonderful. It's great to be here. Thank you. I want to start by talking what you're up to these days, and please feel free to cut me off and fill in at any point, but I saw that you're part of a new company called Signed. And to fill in our listeners, it sounds like the ultimate memorabilia experience. You get, you go to the signed website, you pick an icon like yourself, Cheryl Swoops, and within you know seven to ten business days, you have a signed ball that comes with a personalized video message. And the fan in me is beyond hyped about this because there's really nothing else like this in the world. I mean, it's priceless. So I'm curious for you, tell us why you joined, and if you could tell us, I mean, we all know. At least I know why, but can you tell us in your opinion why it's important to have such a iconic woman be part of something like this? Well, you know, for, first of all, I, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Like, I love being able to talk about just different things and stuff that I'm up to now. And um, so I appreciate both of you having me. But, you know, you, you said it when you said there's nothing like it out there. And I think one reason why, there are several reasons why I wanted to be a part of it, but one of the main reasons is I I feel like lots of times when you're, people say washed up, I would never use that word, (laughs) but when you're retired, when you're a retired athlete, um, just a whatever type of celebrity, whatever it is you do when you're retired from it, lots of times people tend to forget about who you are or who you were and what you did and what you meant to the sport. And I think signed gives so many people that opportunity to, to say, look, look, I'm still around here. I am. And, you know, there are fans out there who still love the retired players and who still remember who the retired players were and and what they did. And that's not just in basketball, that's in, in every sport and in, in every career. And so I think signed, it, it makes it more personal and it gives you that opportunity to really connect with a fan, Um, you know, and for that fan to say, yes, I would love to have a signed item from Cheryl Swoops. And not only is that item signed, but then you get a personal message 
Um, and, and I just think it makes it more personable. And, and I've always enjoyed and always loved interacting with my fans. And, and this just gives me another opportunity to do that in a different way. I absolutely love that. You know, it's crazy. I, I was talking to my best friend from junior high a couple days ago, and I was like, yeah, I'm actually getting ready to have Cheryl Swoops on the podcast because she was talking about you and her daughter is in grade school, has just found a love for basketball. And she was like, you know, you know, you know who she loves. She loves Cheryl Swoops. And this is someone who's literally like seven years Aww. old. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And I said, okay, I'm going to have to, you know, share this info with you and I'll make sure I send you the podcast. But she was like, she loves the game and she loves swoops. Like, and I think part of it was her mother um, who, who grew up kind of idolizing you. We both had mm -hmm. your shoes. We'll talk about that later in the show. But I mean, everything you're bringing up is, is so important because, you know, where the game is now rests on the shoulders of those who've gone before. And I think it's important to, to understand that history. My God, I speak for anyone probably listening to this podcast. If you don't know who Cheryl Swoops is, we got problems. So I, I'm really excited for you. I think that's a really good late Christmas gift idea. So I might have to toss that one over to my family members. But the reason that you're an icon, let's get into a little bit of basketball. Um, you know, we've seen you a lot of different wear a lot of different hats you played in the league and in its inception you played for a very long time you have an incredible perspective of the game I just kind of want to start off by asking you how have you seen the game grow in the last 25 years wow um Rachel it's grown tremendously but before I answer that question I want to address one thing um that you mentioned about signed and you know and the icons that are a part of it you know it, it's an a wonderful opportunity to do just that, to give, you know, Christmas is around the corner. You know, so many people are like, what am I going to do for Christmas? And this is a, a perfect Christmas gift. But to your earlier point, you know, yeah, the older, the older generation, the older fans out there can relate to, to who we are and they know who we are, but having an opportunity to educate their kids on, you know, not only the WNBA today, but the players who came before. And I think signed is another way to do that. And I, I love my fans, young, old, in between, it doesn't really matter. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, but when you, you talk about how the game has changed today, um, the, the my first thought it, it's not even about how the game has changed on the court. It's more about off the court and social media, I think has played a tremendous role in growing the game. Um, you know, it, it gives players and, and the fans an opportunity to really connect with the players and, and get to know who the players are in a different light. I mean, we had that a little bit, but not to the extent where the players have it today. I told someone the other day, I think my only social media back then was Facebook. Um, and now you look at social media today, there there's so many different mediums that I don't, I don't even know what they are. But when you talk about, um, you know, how, how it's changed on the court, I just think the talent level from top to bottom is, is just crazy. You know, there, there are good things, there are bad things, but when when I look at, you know, the league today and the talent today, today it's like anybody could win the championship, right? And I think when the league first started, you probably had three, three or four teams, four max, that every year people were saying this, you know, it's either going to be Houston, Los Angeles, 
New York or Phoenix, it's going to win. Those are probably the team, the teams people were talking about. And today it's like every day, it's like, oh my gosh, who's going to win the championship? And I think that's just credit to, to players who continue to work on their game, continue to get better. And it's like, you never know who's going to win a championship from year to year. You really don't. And perfect example would be this year, right? Watching the the Chicago sky come from the do or die rounds early on and make it all the way. Something that if you would have asked me uh, a few years ago, if that was possible, I would <laughs> say you're crazy. Um, but you know, often when we ask players, every time we have players on our podcast, uh, we like to ask them, who did you look up to when you were young? Who's the goat to you? And it might not surprise you. It doesn't surprise any of us, but your name is mentioned often uh not often isn't even the right word much more than often but i want to kind of flip that question on its head because we have you on the podcast what players do you see in the league and do you kind of get a little smile and go she's got a little swoops in her game (laughs) i knew you're gonna ask me this um gosh you know, the first player that comes to mind, um, unfortunately, she's been dealing with injuries the last couple of seasons is Angel McCautry. Um, I, I love Angel's game. Just I've always loved her game, even when she was at Louisville. But when I look at her, her game in the W, I just and this is prior to her injuries. She reminds me so much of myself, meaning, you know, I always took a lot of pride in playing both ends of the floor. Um, I never really got concerned with my offense, meaning if coach is calling plays for me or not, because I knew I was going to defend and I knew my defense was going to turn into offense. So I was going to get my points. But I look at Angel and a lot of the stuff she does reminds me of myself. Um, The other player that comes to mind is Kalia Copper. I am such a fan of hers. I love her game. Um, she's got a little, I think I said this in another interview, I said she has a little stank to her game, um, which is a good thing, but defensively she gets out in passing lanes. She, she takes pride in her defense offensively. She's got a quick first step. She can get to the hole. She has a nice pull up. Um, just the way she, she runs different moves she makes really reminds me of myself. Um, another player that doesn't remind me of myself, but I smile about when I think about her is Vandersloot. I'm just, I, I, I'm just a fan. That's all I'll say. I know that wasn't your question, but I'm a huge fan of hers. So that, <laughs> those would be the two players that when I think about my game, when I played and where the game is today, those two angel and, and copper remind me of myself. I love clear copper and I love Vandersloot and I love angel. And I just love you even more than I already do. So um, I want to ask you about your, your, a little bit more into your career. Um, we don't have enough time to talk about everything, but defining moments of your career. I mean, you know, you, you won, um, you know, championship at Texas Tech. That was huge. Um, you went on, you played. Everyone really thinks primarily about, you know, obviously the dynasty, the Houston Comets. You were in the league for a long time in, into the later years of your playing career, which is incredible. Um, I want to ask you, really, from grassroots to now, what are some defining moments of your career? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when I think about grassroots, you're taking me way back, Rachel. 
Um, when I when I but when I think about grassroots, um, you know, AAU and for me growing up, we had what we call little dribblers back in West Texas. Um, there's no doubt that that little dribblers in AAU played a huge part of of my basketball career. And and I think that's when the love for me. I started playing when I was seven. And it's crazy because I knew at at a young age, at the age of seven, that basketball was gonna be like like my thing, my it. Um, did I know it was going to take me to places that it has that it, it has taken me and continues to take me? No, but I knew that it was like that was my love, that was my passion. There was something about an, a, a basketball. Didn't matter the color because I had a lot of different colors. Some were flat, some had air. Didn't really matter, but there was something about me and a basketball. Um, that's kind of unexplainable. I didn't have to have a hoop. I didn't have to have a gym. I just needed a ball. And, and when I had, when I had a ball, I was in my zone, I was in my space. And, and, and that was just my opportunity to really, um, focus on, on basketball. Um, so no doubt just growing up at the age of seven, that, that was in playing ball, that was a huge part of, of my career. But, Another defining moment, um, as as crazy as it may sound, I would say would have to be when the league first started and, and me giving birth to my son. Um, and the reason why I say that was such a defining moment is because it, to me, it wasn't about me, but it was about me showing every woman out there just like, I think we know how strong and, and great and tough we are and what we're capable of, but in that moment for me, being able to to take time off and, and give birth and then come back from that and have my son be a part of it, I think it just really showed women around all over the world um, what we're capable of and that we don't have to sacrifice one or the other. And being able to raise my son around so many strong, powerful, beautiful, tough um, women to this day just gives him a completely different perspective and, and respect of, of women and, and what we're capable of, you know, and, and you can't leave out the championships and playing alongside so many incredible players with the comments and then having an opportunity to play, you know, in, in three Olympics with some of the best players in the world, like all of those moments to me are defining in, in different in different aspects and on different levels. And in the end would be being inducted into the hall of fame. You know, that is, that's every athlete's dream when their career is over to be able to say, I am in the basketball hall of fame or, or whatever sport that is. And, and I don't, and it's not to take anything away from the women's hall of fame, but the Naismith hall of fame is the best of the best. And that's men, women, and so to be able to have this conversation today, knowing that that, you know, that dream has come true for me, um, I don't know, like I, I still get, honestly, I still get emotional when I think about that moment and, and when I got the call saying you're going into the Hall of Fame, um, you know, because I think about my journey and, and everything I went through along the way, good, bad and indifferent, and to be able to celebrate that with my, my loved ones and, and my mom and my family. Um, it doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. And that was so beautiful. Uh, what you said about you and your son, uh, you know, 
being being a person who was raised by extremely strong women uh it just it makes me so happy and warm in my heart to hear that but i i want to ask looking back at those four rings which one stands out to you the most um well you know it's always the first one because you were the first right so to be the first team in the WNBA to win a championship um and and for me that one probably meant a little more because that was the year um that I had my son and and was able to come back and be a part of it uh was still a a few pounds or more like 50 pounds overweight but to be able to come back and and share that moment with my teammates the the first one was for sure um I don't want to say it was the most special, but the first one and the third one and the third one. So, so you can't just give me one. I got to give you two. The third one, because that was the one we won and dedicated to Kim Parrott um, when she passed away. Um, you know, we had our saying three for 10. So those, those two will, will always be the most special to me. I feel like so often when, when people talk about the comments, it's just, Oh, they're the most dominant team in pro sports history and, you know, nobody could stop them and they're the greatest team of all time. And and I'm not trying to take away from that. What I have to ask is you look at that roster and some of the greatest basketball players of all time were on one roster together. And in the W currently, we see a lot of superstar teams, right? And in the NBA and in all professional sports, you see superstar teams, but they don't always work out. Mm. Make it a little personal for us. What was it like to be on that team sharing a locker room with these greats? So first of all, I'm going to say this. Yes, we were the greatest. We had some incredible players on that team. And and I don't just mean myself, Tina, and Coop. Um, we had Janetha Kane, Kim Parrott, Tammy Jackson, Wanda Guyton. I throw those names out because without those players – understanding and accepting their roles. I don't know if we're that dominant team that everybody talks about. Right. Um, But it's crazy when I think about um, just everything we were capable of doing and everything we were able to do. And, you know, did it take sacrifices? Of course it did. Um, The thing I think that made us different was, and I always say this, when you have your, your best player on the team willing to, to, to make sacrifices for the team coming in earlier, staying later, you know, working with players who honestly probably aren't going to get that much playing time. But I know for me, it's important that every player on that team is, is ready to go. Um, because that's going to make me better, which in turn is going to make the team better. To me, that's what separates an average team from a great team. And we have players like myself and Tina and Coop that was willing to do that day in, day out, year in, year out. You know, we won the first championship and we were excited and we celebrated, but then it became, okay, what do I have to do this offseason to change my game, to make my game better, which is going to make the team better? Every single year, every offseason, that was our focus. And that's what we talked about um, because we weren't just satisfied with 
winning one championship. And the thing I get upset about is I'm like, damn, why couldn't we have started playing a little bit sooner? Maybe we would have five or six championships instead of four for selfish reasons. But man, that was such an incredible run we had and, and incredible players and, and staff that we had um, be a part of the Comets organization. And, and I know people talk about, you know, one one team, people talk about the Lynx, the Minnesota Lynx. Um, I'll just put it out there and say, would I take our Comets team in our in our younger days versus the, the Lynx teams that was winning championships? I would put our team against them any day and and be very confident we're going to walk away with the chip. Well, and as a true competitor, you should. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I love that I, you kind of answered the question. One of the questions I have in my mind, I mean, that's, that's a great debate within itself, right? Like which dynasty has been the most dominant? And I loved what you said about when your hardest worker or your best players, one of your hardest workers. And isn't that that like the ultimate goal? I mean, I coach college basketball for, for a period of time and we talked all the time about accepting our roles and everyone from top to bottom, whether whatever role that was, um, accepting that, embracing that. And it's really cool to hear you speak on that about that Comets organization and, and not just star studded, but, but everyone who knew what they needed to do and stayed hungry, didn't get complacent. I just think, I mean, I have so many questions regarding that, that era because that was the era I grew up as a young girl, really idolizing and watching. Mm-hmm. So it's really neat to hear you say that, but, but for you in particular, another question I want to ask you played into, I mean, for a long time, I mean, 10, 11 years, you were in the league um, you played into your 40s. <laughs> we talk about kind of the health and, and look at Sue Bird, look at Dinah Tarazi. How are you able to maintain um, your level of fitness and longevity? You know, here, here's the crazy thing, because the, 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 the game has changed, but so has everything else around it. You know, when when I it was never even a, a question for me, like I never looked at my age and said, oh, my goodness, I'm 40. It's time for me to retire. Right. I, I always said I wanted to retire on my terms, not not an injury, not being cut, not, you know, nothing like that. Um, so when, when I retired, I had gotten to a point where it wasn't even about my age, but it was about me saying I honestly felt like I had really achieved and accomplished more than I ever thought I would as a professional athlete. So there really honestly wasn't a challenge there for me that that made me hungry every day when I got up saying, okay, now it's time to achieve this or this, because I felt like I had kind of already done that. And and on top of that, I had I was starting to have like really bad um, back pain. So I was like, I'm not going to let this injury knock me down and, and make me retire. I just I was at a point where I was ready to retire. But for me, it was just the discipline, the discipline of I always felt like there was somebody somewhere working a little bit harder than me and was coming for what I had. And that was a championship, not individual accolades, but that was a championship. And that just never sat well with me. So, you know, I I did everything from you know, I'm old school. So all of my stuff was, was in the gym. I was, and I don't know how many people have heard of Fondy in, in Houston, but that is like the place you go. If you want to get right men, women, NBA players, WNBA players, 
like the fellas playing at Fondy, like didn't take any, any slack. Like they, they went at me and that, that was, so when, when I was pregnant and was coming back, that's where I lived. I lived in Fondy. I was at Fondy probably, man, I was there at seven o'clock in the morning, working out, running on the track, um, doing one-on-one stuff. Then I would play some half court, three on three, half court, four on four. Then I played full court, five on five. Like I'm old school. So that's how I stayed in shape and stayed ready to play. And when I look at, when I say things have changed, like you look at Sue and you look at Diana and you don't think they're the age they are. And so for me, I never get caught up in that, but I think there's so much other stuff they have available to them to help them deal with, you know, just, just stuff that father time, um, is going to throw our way. We all, we all have to go, go through that and deal with that. And, um, I just think Sue and Diana have done such an incredible job of understanding their bodies and understanding what their bodies need and making sure they're, you know, whether that's changing their diet or eating the right thing, or I know Sue is really big into, um, her Mindy products and, you know, CBD, like CBD back in the day was like, oh no, you don't do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, and so I just think there's so many other products and things that, 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 that players have readily available to them today that can help prolong their careers that, that we didn't have back then. Very true. Legally, I should say. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let Um, me put legally. (laughs) Um, well, a hot topic right now is I'm, I'm sure you've seen WNBA head coach vacancies. You know what? I, I'm curious for you what it's like to see those openings. And if there's anybody you would like to see fill those spots and feel free to put your hat in the ring, because I know I speak for Rachel and myself when I say we would love to see coach swoops. Yeah. Well, feel free to put my hat in the ring. I don't know if I'm putting my 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 hat in there. Um, <laughs> okay. I never say never though. So I was kind of pretty shocked to see um, Sandy. I'm not really sure what's going on there, what happened there. I mean, so I was shocked about that one. And I honestly was shocked about New York. Don't really know what happened there, but because I know he hasn't been there very long. But here's, can I put some names out there for you? Put them out. Let's go. Um, well, before I do that, let me just say this. I am, there, there are two coaches that I am super thrilled for and excited to see where they go with their career. And the first being Noel Quinn, um, in Seattle, I just, I think what an incredible opportunity for her. Um, and, and especially to be handed so much incredible talent, you know, with Sue being there and, and Stewie and Jewel Lloyd, and like, she's got some great young talent. Um, I hope to see her really excel in that role. And for her being so young to, to kind of be, to be at the helm of that is, is incredible. And, um, Tanisha Wright, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious and excited for her, but I'm probably more anxious to see what she does with Atlanta. Um, there is no doubt some talent there, but there is also no doubt a lot of issues going on there. So I, I do think in knowing T and, and playing with her and against her, knowing the type of person she is and the player she was, I do think she is the perfect person for that job. And having 
you know, been an assistant under Bill for a few years. Um, I definitely think she's ready for that. Now, when I look at Phoenix and New York, and if there are other vacancies, please tell me, but those are the two that kind of stick out to me. Um, the first person, no doubt, that comes to mind for New York is Spoon. Um, I don't know if she's even interested with the position she has with the Pelicans, which is incredible also. Um, but I will put this out here. Shame on the WNBA, shame on the Liberty ownership if teaspoon's not the first call you make. I am saying that. I'm putting that out there. Uh, yep. I just, for everything she's meant to, not just the Liberty, everything she's meant to the league um, and where she is in her career now, I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. If she wants it, I think it should be hers. And maybe she doesn't even want it. So I did just put that out there. I have no idea whose name I would put out there for Phoenix, but that's a that that's a good job. I mean, whether Diana stays or retires, you still you got BG, you got Skylar, you got Kia Nurse, but there's some young talent that Phoenix has that whoever gets that job, um, you know, you're you're walking into a job where you should be able to make it to the playoffs. I just don't know um who whose name comes no one's name really comes to mind to me for that job but would I love to coach in the W I would um I'm just y'all I'm gonna be honest with you I am a Texas girl and there there's probably two places that I'm really like man I'd love that opportunity that would be Dallas or Vegas. Interesting, because I was going to ask when you said you're a Texas girl, is there any rivalry between Dallas and Houston that you would, you know, feel like you're burning your allegiance to, to H-Town? Well, but, I guess but H-Town doesn't have a team. Fair point. Now, that's that's a whole different conversation we could have, you know? Now, if Houston had a team, there would never be any other place I would say, yes, I would go there. Um, you know, when, when we had a team, I mean, Houston was rocking the, at the time it was compact center. We, man, the fans in Houston are incredible. And that's what I would love to see happen is Houston get a team, get another team. Well, to, to end this episode, my last question, I know Rachel's got one more, but we like to do a fun rapid fire. Now, take all the time you want to answer the questions, but we we dub it the rapid fire section. Um, what was your pregame meal? <laughs> um, a Snickers and a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> like, it oh, really man. was. I love that. <laughs> what song got you ready for the game? Ooh, I'm a music buff. I love I love music. Um, I I typically honestly listen to gospel though before every game, and it was usually Mary Mary or Yolanda Adams. Yes, I like that. If you could pick the location of the next expansion team, I feel like you've answered this, but say it one time. <laughs> H Town all day, baby. That's Houston for those who don't know H Town. Oh no, they they know. <laughs> Who was the hardest in-game matchup you faced in your eyes? Ooh. Oh, gosh. You mean as a, a team or one-on-one? One-on-one. Mm-hmm. I want Cheryl Swoops, who was that person that you kind of envision, you know, the the the, tattle, the, the battle of the gosh. Titans. 
Um, you know, it's crazy because I know a lot of players come on here or get asked this question and they're like, nobody. And I'm like, well, I won't say it, but you know, I'm like, yeah, right. Um, for me, I would say Tamika Catchings, because she's a hell of a defender. Um, and then I'm going to put a couple of players that people might not know or remember, but uh, Brandy Reed, who played for Phoenix, Brandy was a hell of an offensive player. So Brandy was a, was a tough matchup for me. And then I'm going to go old school Detroit with Tweety Nolan, just was phenomenal athlete. And the last one, I'm going to go L.A. Sparks, Mawadi Mabika. I love that you threw out those names. Those are amazing. I love it. The last of my rapid fire, who is the biggest trash talker you ever <laughs> faced or you ever heard talking oh, that trash? Gosh. Um, mm. Ooh. Well, Cynthia Cooper, my teammate, was probably the biggest, but she also backed it up. So I'm going to put Coop number one. And then I'm going to go with um, Latasha Byers, who people may not remember, but Tato was, man, Tato would let you have it. And then I'm going to go with mm, probably Delisha Milton. Okay. Uh, my favorite part of this is your reactions to our <laughs> questions initially. <laughs> it cracks me up. I absolutely love it. Um, Aria lied. I have two two questions. First and foremost, this is really important, and I love to ask this: What advice would you give to a young girl who wants to one hmm. day be a champion? It's a great question. Um, my 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 first reaction would be, so go be a champion. That would be my reaction. And if she said, "Okay, well, how do I go be a champion?" Love it. I would probably say, for, first of all, do do it because you want to do it, not because someone else wants you to do it. And and I say that because I think so many times our kids get caught up in doing something because either their parents or a coach or or someone else is saying to them, you should go do this. And it's not something they want to do. And if they say, yes, that is what I want to do, then I would say right. there are several things that it's going to take to do it. Being disciplined, making sacrifices, being committed. Um, and you can never allow yourself to lose thought and focus of where it is you want to get to, even through the struggles. And I heard someone say the other day, um, with, with, without a struggle, there, there really is no story. I went through a lot of those struggles too, but through those struggles, it taught me about myself and it taught me what it would take. And it showed me that I had what it, what it would take to become that champion. Perfect. Love it. Love it. All right. One final question before we let you go. Um, it wouldn't be a show with swoops on here if we didn't talk about your shoes. <laughs> and I want to, I want to add a quick question because Ari and I were talking about this before the show and we were, I was sending pictures and he was looking up all different places that he could find the swoop shoes. And, you know, we were doing all this research and I said, you know what? I had those shoes and I had them in junior high 
And my dad, like my dad was kind of a single dad and he, he only let me get my shoes from Kohl's. And this was the one time I went at him and I said, dad, I've got to get these shoes. Like these are swoops of shoes. And he was like, okay, fine. You know, we'll wow. go to Foot Locker, wherever we went to get them. And it was the one time he was willing to spend a little bit extra money to get, to get the hot shoe at the time. And I know it was because it was you mm. and it was a woman's shoe. And I rocked those shoes all of junior high until my toes were busting through them and I couldn't wear them anymore. And I just, I, I love them so much. So I, I want to ask, what do two podcast hosts have to do to find a pair of the old school <laughs> shoes? Because we can't find them. Um, I, I would say you need to know somebody that you know, but even that somebody has a hard time finding them. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to be very honest with you. I, I get this question a lot. And what I have said was start posting stuff on social media and tagging Nike. Like I, I really do. I get a lot of people saying, I want your shoe. I want your shoe. I'd love to have your shoe. And, and I just, I think it's so important that, that girls and, and women see that. Do you know what I mean? Because it's such a powerful statement for a little girl to be able to see a female with her own shoe. Um, you know, and then people say, well, do you think they'll be? And it was for me. I'm a perfect now, example. Well, and I, and I know, I don't know about your story, but I know I've heard so many stories of little girls saying, yeah, like it's great to know I can go in a store and ask for the Air Swoops. I don't have to go ask for the Air Jordan, you know? And I just, I think it's well past overdue that we have another shoe. And I also think it's well past overdue that we bring the swoops back. So I probably can't help you much, Rachel. I agree. I think we need to look back. Well, Cheryl, we are so appreciative of your time. Thank you for being here. I plan on doing everything I can to continue to push. Let's bring that swoop shoe back. It's an icon just as yourself. We are so excited to see what the future holds. We'll see you back, hopefully, maybe in that coaching chair one day. But again, thank you for everything you do. And thank you for everything you've brought to our game, genuinely and truly. I have absolutely enjoyed it. I appreciate both of you for, for everything that you continue to do to support the game. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you to Cheryl Swoops for joining us. Don't forget to check out Sign.com, the ultimate memorabilia experience platform. You can choose from amazing women's sports icons like Cheryl, but also NBA, NFL, NHL, entertainment, and music icons to deliver a once-in-a-lifetime customized autograph paired with a personal video experience. Again, Signed.com and check them out on social media too. They're at Signed on Instagram and Get Signed on Twitter.